Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and National Bullying Prevention Month. I just wanted to do a quick blurb about this. We had stories of domestic violence a little earlier on in the year as a way to show awareness and to show support for our victims of abuse. I am still taking stories of abuse when you're ready to share, and I'm releasing them casually so that your voice can be heard. It is also National Bullying Prevention Month. My class is currently learning how to be allies to victims of bullying. We are learning how to be kind through empathy, whether that is toward the victim or the bully. These two issues are huge, so I do really hope that you take time to reflect on them and to share your thoughts with people you care about. I have a story for you. Have you ever crossed paths with something evil while living in your home? Sometimes troubled spirits may refuse to leave their homes because they are attached to its history. This story is just about that. Please enjoy. In 2016, my sister gave birth to her first baby. He was a handsome little baby boy. My sister Kay and her boyfriend had just moved into a rental home just before giving birth to their son. It's a duplex house with three bedrooms and two bathrooms. The living area and dining area are both connected. My sister's boyfriend works construction. He was starting his own handyman business, so he was always working and gone. After my sister gave birth to their son, a lot of things started happening in her home. She would always feel like someone was watching her and walking around the hallway from the bedroom to the front door. She had mentioned it to her boyfriend multiple times, but he just brushed it off. My nephew had a hard time sleeping as an infant. He would cry for hours on end and sleep in the daytime. He would only sleep in the living room. There are times at night when Kay hears footsteps in the hallway and breathing down her neck while in the living room. She would call us randomly late at night at times to talk to us so that she wouldn't be scared. Because I wasn't working at the time and my son was only a year old, I often agreed to help her watch her newborn and stay with her during the daytime to help her around the house until her boyfriend gets home. I live about 30 minutes away from her, but I drove to her place almost every day just to keep her company. My sister had a C-section, so she couldn't do much, let alone move much. She told us that sometimes at night, it would sound like there was someone in the bathroom. She could hear the water running and the doors opening and closing, but every time she gets near the door, it'll stop. My sister never got a full night's rest because of all the activity going on in her home. She was always tired, and so was my nephew. I remember this one day while cleaning one of their guest bedrooms across from the bathrooms in the hallway. I had this strange feeling that someone was watching me. I heard my sister in the living room talking to my son about her baby, so I shook it off as paranoia due to what I've heard of the house. While cleaning, I all of a sudden felt this heaviness around me. As I continued to clean and put stuff away in the closets, I kept seeing shadows move from my peripheral vision. 
The bedroom door was wide open and the blinds were open as well, so the room was very bright and well lit. The boxes in the room were creating shadows due to how bright the room was. The tree in her backyard also created shadows in her room. I kept telling myself that it was just shadows created by the trees. I turned around from the closets to face the bedroom door when all of a sudden I saw a shadow run past the crack of the door frame. I thought it was just my son playing so I called out to him that he shouldn't be running in the hallway with all the boxes laying around. I got out to the hallway and saw no one. My sister peeked her head into the hallway to look at me and said that my son was eating lunch at the table and hadn't moved. At that very moment, we realized that it may have been something paranormal. I just told her to get ready and for us to go out and grab lunch. As soon as she got to her room, she noticed that the door was left open. She asked if I went into her room. I shook my head at her. I never left the guest bedroom in the hallway. She didn't even bother to go in her room. We just grabbed whatever belongings we had in the living room and we left. Around the evening, we came back and looked around the house. Everything was left exactly like how we had left it, except her bedroom door was now closed. I stayed with her in her living room until her boyfriend came home. Then I left. One night, my nephew would not stop crying. It got so bad to the point where my sister started crying and called my parents. Her boyfriend had just gotten home and was trying to calm down my nephew. My dad could hear my nephew crying in the background and told my sister that it's because they're new parents and are just not used to it because that's just how babies were. The next day, while my sister's boyfriend was at work, my mom and dad showed up to my sister's home. Right away, my dad started blessing the house again and prayed for our ancestors to come and protect them and to protect the house. My mom started sprinkling holy water into each room. Scared and startled, my sister asked what was going on and my mom just told her to stay quiet, say nothing, and go pack some clothes. Being from a shaman family, my sister did not question anything and did as my mom said. After leaving the premises, my mom told my sister that when she called my dad the night before, they heard my nephew crying. And it was not a normal baby crying. My dad said he could hear my nephew scared and in pain, almost as if someone or something was hurting him. They got back to my parents' house, and my dad told her he felt something dark in the house. This dark spirit did not reveal itself to them when they first moved in, but now this dark spirit is active. My dad could not see who it was or what it was. That night, my sister told her boyfriend that they were going to sleep at my parents' house and for him to go to his mom's house since it was closer to his workplace. He was supposed to spend the night there and not go back to the house. It was too late. He had already arrived at their home and was too tired to drive back. He told her that it was okay and that he would sleep there alone. Later that night, he experienced a sleep paralysis episode. He woke up mad and scared, cursing at the entity that sat on his chest. He went back to sleep and it happened again. So once again, he woke up and started cursing in Spanish, telling whatever or whoever it was that he would burn them if they did not leave him alone. 
This probably upset it, the dark spirit. As soon as my sister's boyfriend laid down and closed his eyes, the dark spirit sat on him and suffocated him. For the last time, he woke up scared and angry. He grabbed his things and drove to his mom's house. A few days later, my sister, her boyfriend, and their newborn baby moved into her boyfriend's mom's house. My sister's boyfriend's mom went to get a body massage and was on the phone with a friend talking about their living situation and about what's been happening to my sister and her boyfriend. The masseuse was of Native American descent. She heard the whole conversation and immediately told her that my sister and my nephew were in danger. They spoke about the situation and had agreed to go back to the house with my sister, her boyfriend, and the masseuse. As soon as she entered the home, she felt a dark energy and saw an evil man standing in the hallway. She followed him into the bedroom straight down the hallway. She opened the room and stared into the closet, which was open. She then went into the master bedroom and looked around. She ushered them out of the house right away without saying a word in the house. The masseuse told them that there is an evil man who died in the house. He committed suicide in the closet in the bedroom straight down the hall. Before dying, he had tortured and murdered multiple women in the house, specifically the master bedroom. The evil man hates little children. So at night, he comes to scare and hurt my little nephew. This explains why my little nephew does not have a normal cry at night. My sister has never met this masseuse and has never told her anything about her life. Her boyfriend's mother did not know of my parents' visit to the house as well. And somehow, the masseuse knew all of this information about her. She said that the evil man was scared of my dad and hid each time my dad came to the house. That is why my dad could not determine who or what was in the house. After hearing all of this, my sister and her boyfriend moved out of the house and paid the early termination fee to get out of their lease with the house. Because they were just renting, the landlord did not have to disclose any previous deaths or crimes in the house. When my sister and her boyfriend moved out, they decided to go out to the movies and watch The Conjuring 2. My sister couldn't finish the movie as it was very real to her own experiences. My sister said she wasn't sure if it was finally knowing who haunts the house or if all of what they experienced finally got to her, but she had a dream shortly after moving out of the house. She dreamt that the evil man visited her and told her that he will not rest until he can kill my sister and my nephew for moving into his home. My sister told my dad about her dream and he tied a protection string for her and my nephew. He tied the strongest string there was, the three-strand braid string. One strand to protect the soul from harm, one strand to protect the soul from leaving, and the last strand to bind the soul to the body. To this day, the house still stands and my sister refuses to go anywhere toward that direction. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. 
If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mixed in the Dark on the business tab.